In this episode of Man vs. Marriage, there's a weird delay on this microphone. I can't get past it. Anyway, hurtful words. Ever done that before? I feel like I'm drunk. <laughs> I gotta fix this. I'll be right back. Okay, we're back. Just gonna leave that weird audio situation there, but uh, that was a trip. Still hearing it. Gonna try to power through it. Let's do it. All right. So, all right. Let's do this. I can't. I can't. I had to take the earphones off, man. It was just. It sounded like a delay. You I couldn't get. Haven't even done the intro. I know. I kind of did. Um. We're just going to leave this one where it's at. All right, guys, listen. We are going to talk today about saying hurtful words um, because it happens. And what's hurtful to you may not be hurtful to your spouse. And then what's hurtful to your spouse may also not be hurtful to you. But let's talk about this. Before I do, Quincy at MVSMPodcast.com. Quincy at MVSMPodcast.com. If you don't know how to spell my name, Q-U-I-N-C-Y. And then it's MVSM, like man versus marriage, um, for the podcast. Okay? So l- use that. Now, we're going to expose ourselves today. Uh, we're going to talk about a situation that uh, that came up between us, and we had to figure some things out. Now, um, I'll get, I'm will get. i just going to get into the whole history of the conversation. I'm going to try to put these earphones back on. Um, I'm going to get into the whole history of it. And it's like this. I think last year, was it last year, we started talking about a cruise? It's been longer than that. Okay. Because we were, you wanted to do it for our 20th or 25th, something like that. Yeah. So, you know, we wanted we wanted to, um, I, could, I just couldn't do it. I, I'm sorry, guys. Technical difficulties in this episode, but I'm going to get through it. Um I don't feel official if I don't have my headphones on, but it feels like there's a delay or like I'm talking like I'm inebriated and it's throwing me off. So I'll just stick around. I'll stick right here. Um, so I think it was last year, though, when we decided we were going to move to Texas and uh, because it was this year that Melly was trying to plan a cruise for her birthday. Mm. Um and so we're like, I, I was like, okay, well, I, I want to go on a cruise. And I have been saying for years I want to go on a cruise. <clears throat> and it's one of those situations where mine and Jeannie's life, one of the pillars of our relationship is about creating memories. and uh, We find new ways to do that. Um, and we, we've done shows about that. And so this cruise thing, you know, my buddy Kurt back in California, he is the master of cruise. This is, it's what he does. He did it for his uh, honeymoon I think they went out to the Caribbean islands. He's been to Mexico, to Alaska. I know he's been to Hawaii, but I don't know if that was a cruise. Um, recently, he went on a cruise to like the, did like a Mediterranean cruise where he went to like Greece and all that type of stuff. What's the beauty of a cruise? That you're out, you're secluded, you pay one rate, you basically get 
anything you want for this all-inclusive rate, unless you get out when you go to dock and you go visit these other places. Um, and for a long time, mine and Jeannie's happy place was Vegas because it was like four hours and change away from the house. So we're far enough away where it's like, okay, we let everybody know. we got babysitters. And unless it's death-like emergency, we're too far away to help. So we're going to be adults, and we want to. We just want to get away. Um, and so, to me, the next evolution of that is the cruise because you're in water. I mean, you're in a body of water. There's not really anything you can do. Um, you know, you can get a you can get a room that you know. You look over the ocean. You there's all kinds of entertainment. There's casinos. I, I don't work for a cruise line, but I'm just going based on what I heard. There's casinos. There are. There's like nightly entertainment with concerts, uh, comedians. Um, they have a few nights, like if you go on a seven-day cruise, they have like a, a formal night where you dress up and you go and uh, you have like a really nice dinner. But basically, I guess all day long, at any time, you can go eat any kind of food on the planet to a degree. Um, dessert all day. Your drinks are included. Like if you buy the drink package, you know, you can have some adult beverages and just enjoy your time. Go out and get legitimate, like, fresh air uh, on the deck of the boat. And they got all kinds of activities there, too. I'm sure they got swimming pools, which is weird. You can swim while you're out at sea, not in the sea. It's a thing. Um, they got rock climbing, all kinds of activities that you can do. Um, and the funny thing about Jeannie and I is, like, when we, go, when we would go to Vegas, we didn't really plan a lot to do because we don't get a whole lot of peace and quiet and sleep so basically, it's a sleep all day. Like, I would sleep as long as I could. And then when I was done sleeping by about 8, eight o'clock in the morning, like maybe 9 to stretch it, I keep the room dark, throw on some Netflix, eat Doritos, hang out on the couch, uh, and let Jeannie sleep until 2 or 3 o'clock in the afternoon. It is a beautiful thing. Vegas never sleeps, so you can take your time getting ready, uh, she gets up at three o'clock. You go out at six or seven o'clock at night, and life's just getting started. So then you can hang out until one o'clock in the morning, and then go do it all over again. And it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun just to get out of your element <clears throat> and go there. We had the perfect number of days uh, down to like four days, you know. So the first day that you're there, you get there, you just kind of let life burn off the second day you're there it's like oh wait we still have some more time we got a whole nother day of like it's just us and then we got another travel day so you know to me a seven-day cruise is like the next evolution of that but um so for years i've been talking to Jeannie about going on a cruise and i think explain why you're not hip on a cruise well, I don't like the ocean at all. Never have. Um, I don't like being secluded in the middle of the ocean. And I just don't see paying all that money. And I'm not interested in Mexico at all. Alaska, I'd probably consider, but I just, it's never been something that interests me. Have you ever, let's take whale watching out of the picture, okay? Let's get that whole whale watching situation out. 
it was terrible for you. That wasn't the only time that's happened to me. I've been on the ocean a few times, and every time except the one we went with Ashlyn, and I was on meds, so I was half out of it for the day. That's the only time it ever worked. So what you're saying is you've never been on a cruise. No. Right. Okay. So I'm told it's a lot different. I'm told it's a lot different than those boats. And we did have a great time out at the ocean. And I know the va- the ocean is vast. It is mighty. And it is scary. Well, we were also told Hall Pass was a great movie. And you and I both did not like it. So that's, I mean, that's not even in the same category as <laughs> what saying, we're discussing. People tell you things are great, but it's just something that I've never wanted well, to do. I get sick on the ocean. That would be great for a vacation to have me sick. Well, they do have levelers in these big cruise ships, so that helps. Anyway, um, your aversion. Uh, to going on a cruise is that you just you haven't been and you don't like the ocean. So I mean I understand that's a that can be a, a pretty healthy factor. Um, but I want to go on a cruise and I don't want to go. Well, let's just frankly I'm not going to go without you. So it's very frustrating to me because um, I feel like I'm pretty game to go try just about anything you want to try. I can't think of anything I haven't tried that you wanted to try. Or at least, like, say, yes, I'll talk about it. Or I'll have a discussion. Or let's talk through the whole thing. I didn't feel like I was getting that for years. And uh, so, I think I held on to that a little bit mm-hmm. for a while, you know. And Maybe uh, you're holding on to more than that. It kind of sounds like well, you're willing to entertain things for me and I'm not willing to do that for you. Is it just the cruise? Well, yeah. I mean, it's... I'm speaking in the tense of this is where we were in that particular conversation. I'm just asking a question. I know. I know you are. But if we need to get salty, dude... Let's get to I'm it. not getting salty. I'm asking you a question. Resentment usually isn't just one thing. It's one behavior that's continuous. So I'm trying to pinpoint. If that's what I'm doing, I need to know that. Yeah. That was echoing in my head. I know. And I can tell that it's it's tripping you up. You could take those headphones off. Because you sound like you're talking I slow. I know it's the whole, I don't know what's going on with this. Come on, focus, right? Anyway, I'm talking about like I'm talking through this as you know where we were in in that particular moment because I did tell you it was more than just one thing. I just hadn't got to that part of the story yet. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I'm not doing a great job of you know telling the story yet. Anyway, um, as we've talked about that over the years, um, it's just been a, it's been a point of frustration to me because I think it'll be great and I really want to go try it. I'd love to, I mean, if it's Alaska, shoot, I'm going to Alaska. I've just heard that Mexico was easy. Um, I think you have to get your passport now, but I mean, it doesn't take long to get there. 
you can do a weekend, like a weekend cruise to, to try to kind of get your feet wet. Like if you do a three day cruise, it's not as much commitment as a seven day cruise. Cause if we get on there for a three day cruise, it's like on day one, this sucks. Okay. You got two days and then you're, you're done. And it's like, okay, thank God we didn't do a week cruise. Cause now we're stuck here for, you know, for a week. Um, but I don't care. I'll go see the Pacific. I'll go see the Caribbean Ocean. I don't. It doesn't matter to me. I want to go on a cruise. Um, I want to throw my, you know, my diet plan, my eating lifestyle, into the wind, and I want to go and just do what I want with you when I want to do it. Shows, drinks, food, entertainment. It's all there. You really don't have very far to go. So. Um, I didn't really know, I think there were some times because, you know, I'm, I'm driving through different states and I'm like, oh man, you, I want to get you up here to see this. This might be an opportunity, you know, this might be somewhere for us to move. Uh, a friend of mine in, in the company told me to move here instead of Texas, et, et cetera. And so, you know, each time we would talk about that, I would just get to hear the yabbits. I get a. I don't know if your spouse ever gets a case of the yabbits, but you're saying, "Hey, X, Y, Z," and then he or she is like, "Yeah, but yeah, but." And the yabbits, when I'm trying to go to the clouds, the yabbits just piss me off because it's like I'm just trying to fly up to the clouds here, um, humor me a little bit, and then I I generally come back down, you know. But if you preface the conversation with going to the clouds or if I started getting snippy and you said, Hey, I'm just going to the clouds for a minute. I just want to consider this. I have a totally different response. This was not that situation. And when we went, when we talked about moving there, we just moved here. And this is the place I swore I would never ever live was Texas. So obviously there are ways that my mind will get changed, but I just, that kind of stuff throws me off because we were in the middle of so much going on and it's like, and now we're going to talk about moving again? Like that, I, I couldn't get my brain out of right now to go anywhere near a cloud setting. All right, so in this moment, I'm understanding there is a another relationship hack. Um, if I don't have the foresight or you don't have the foresight to say, hey, I'm just going to the clouds, Maybe one of us can ask, are you trying to move or are you just having a cloud conversation to help us get there? Um, I think through this process, as much as we know about each other, I think it helped us. You could say how it helped you. Um, it helped me to understand that sometimes... I still assume too much as much as we know each other. I still assume too much and can get frustrated. Well, I think we've grown to where we're so comfortable with how we do things that we just kind of expect that we're both going to respond the same way now because we have all these tools and we use them all the time. <laughs> but then, you know, when life gets spun and does a 360 and emotions are going haywire and we're both dealing with things very, very differently. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, we're just going to stay on the same track we're on. And we're and wait, why didn't you respond to that that way? You were supposed to respond to that that way because you always respond to it that way. Yeah, or <laughs> or it's like, you should know. Yeah. You should already know me. Yeah. You should already know I'm just talking. Because um, every time I cross the, the line, like I love Oklahoma, you know that. And mm -hmm. I love Arkansas too, traveling there. 
But every time I cross the line that says welcome to Texas, it's like, I'm home, man. I'm home. It's good to be home. Slow down. You're already there. Um, And I'm never, I'm driving the speed limit. Just want to make that. I like the sign on the road. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Um, so with that, you know, I, I saw that uh, Alabama was going to be playing basketball against Oklahoma, and that's two hours and change from our house. We live like an hour away from the, the Oklahoma line, state line. And uh, so, you know, Jeannie and I, uh, we took a couple of the kids up there, and I really wanted to watch Alabama play ball. Like, even if Alabama wasn't good. They weren't that day. Even if they weren't good, like if they were garbage, as having a garbage season, I would still go because yeah. it's Alabama. Well, and it's close. <clears throat> and it's close enough to go and, and watch. So, um, we went up there. Alabama came in ranked number two in the country. We're, we're high on the hog. Um, I'm in the men's restroom, and a guy's like, man, I hope Oklahoma plays, you know, plays their best game. I got these, I got these tickets for Christmas or something like that. I'm like, uh-oh. Why did I just hear that? It, it, when you're an athlete or whatever, you, you get caught up in the, um, I don't want to say voodoo, but um, crap, I can't remember the word. You get caught up in uh, whatever the word is, I'm thinking that, you know, superstitious things that you hear or you do uh, sometimes. So I heard that and I was like, ooh, that's not good. And then Alabama just had a, like a really tough game against Mississippi State and uh, just barely won. But uh, we're watching the game, and just basically from from the tip, that's about the only thing that Alabama won that day was the the initial tip off, and then Oklahoma just beat them like a drum and embarrassed them all over the court. <clears throat> and I told Jeannie, I was like, if it wasn't for this game, this would be a great experience. <laughs> yeah, right. It was a lot of fun, no matter yeah. what. You know, Alabama just had a crap day, um, and Oklahoma had the perfect game plan. And wouldn't you know it, after that game after they just throttled Alabama and embarrassed them on national TV they went on a three game losing streak to some very very inferior competition so it was just their day um but it was a lot of fun Oklahoma put on a great show the atmosphere was electric um and I want to go back I want to go back and experience college basketball again cuz it is a lot of fun in person you can watch it on TV uh but until you go do these things in person man it's like you just don't know. So go give it a shot. Anyway, um, so we went afterwards, and we had uh, we had a meal, a really great meal, great time with uh, some of my new, uh, a new friend of mine uh, in work, you know, that I work with, and his wife. And um, funny enough, we were sitting right by, we were sitting in the back of Toby Keith's, and I didn't notice this until the meal was over, but, you know, just to my left, I'm sitting right in front of it the whole time, is a, a picture of the Sugar Bowl where Oklahoma beat Alabama for football, which really matters. Toby Keith, you know, is in his picture there. And I'm like, hey, man, you got us sat here on purpose, didn't you? Mm. <laughs> um, but it was fun. And we're driving back home. And so when we drive, we like to talk. We just like to talk. And we like to talk about the future. Um we like to go to the clouds. We like to talk about life. It's just part of our... We get two hours just to just to talk, listen to music, do whatever we want to do. So we're driving, and uh, Jeannie is like... Uh, you know, I'm like, 
had just talked to my buddy Kurt back in California a day or two before that. Asked him about his cruise to Greece, and he's like, it's great, man, and I'm with this particular cruise line, and I'm about to get a cruise for free, like an entire cruise for free because of the points. You know I am about points. It, th- this is going somewhere, guys, just so you know. So we're cruising down the road, no pun intended, and um, I start talking to her about how I'd like to go on a cruise. And, I mean, it's like she had a brake pedal on her side of the car. This is where I'm at. And she just hit the brakes. It's like, nope. Not a thought in my mind. This I'm paraphrasing, by the way. Uh, I have no interest in going on a cruise. And I'm like, what the? That Instantly, I just get pissed. I'm like, what are you talking about? You you know, you're, you're not interested. So, um... It had brought up some feelings that I didn't know I had uh, that would frustrate me in the time, you know, in, in the, whether it was driving through this place. And, you know, it goes a little farther back. It's never just about the dishes, of course. But uh, it's like, so now, you know, we're not going to go on a cruise because you have no interest and it's not a thought in your mind. So I got so mad. I just kind of shut down. And then, you know, the moment comes where she's like, you know, are you okay? Which that used to be a problem, asking me if I was okay. Um, and then I had some kind of an outburst. And it was not a good outburst. It was not a an outburst laced with joy, love, appreciation, etc. It was very, it was a rude outburst. It was out of character for me. It was the wrong thing. <clears throat> Jeannie can explain to you what I said. Um, you can explain what you said. I don't know exactly what I said. That's why I was going to say you could explain it. I can give them the, the, the tune of it. Um, but I don't remember exactly what I said. Um, but it was something to the tune of, paraphrased again, um, if, you're not, if you're not interested, we're not going to go. So why does it have to be about what, why has it got to be about you? Why do you why do you have to be comfortable? Something within that that realm. Um much more intense, but it was something in that realm of like, why does it have to be all about you? Um because it's like selfish or something like that. Oh no, not something like that. It was um if I'm not interested if I don't care about it, then we're just not going to do it and screw what you want to do. doesn't matter what you want or how you feel about it. If I don't want to do it, then I'll have to do it. And you couldn't believe how selfish a person I was. That's that's what it was. Okay. Well, then that's, then that's precisely what I asked you to do because... Mm-hmm. I did. It was something... I, I, I said it was something <laughs> like that. Did I not? I, I said it was something like that. I fixed it. And so... It wasn't broken. It was something like that. And it was pretty much exactly that. And so obviously um, there was something else going on there for me. And usually if I have an outburst like that or if I'm really frustrated and I say something like that, usually I'll clean it up later because I'll kind of come back to earth and realize that was just not right. That was that was wrong. It was the wrong thing to say. Um, 
Because I can take a step back and look at countless examples of how you're not selfish and how um, how you work hard for all the things you do for our family and what you do for me, etc. And usually I'll go through that and it's like, well, okay, and this is my internal dialogue. So you say she's selfish. How do you qualify that? And so I'll kind of go through and it's like, you know what? That was an a-hole move and I was wrong. And definitely she's not a selfish human being. So um, I don't Whatever it is, I did not go back and we did not talk about it again. For some reason in my mind, I thought we had discussed it, but we did not. So, you know, fast forward. My goodness, what was it? Three weeks? Something like that. Yeah, like three, I don't know, three weeks or so. And, uh,. We're, you know, you can tell that with, and like we've talked about in some other podcasts, you can tell that there is like, there was a lot going on in the moment, but typically we, we will make the time to talk to each other and talk about what it is that's going on and take some time to kind of clear or air our grievances, so to speak, like we've been taught uh, with Coach Rita. And, um, you know, that in this instance, we just didn't do it. So it was not good. And me, I don't know. I don't know if I've just been, I was distracted by work or life or all the things going on that I didn't intentionally come back and talk about it because typically and you correct me, if you think I'm wrong, typically I do that. Um, yeah, we don't usually let something like that. Either you'll come to me and apologize for it, or I'll tell you I'm pissed about it. One of the two will happen. Yeah. Well, I, I, if I, I don't know. It's just my way that if there, if there's something going on, I want to, I want to know, I want to address it so that I can right my wrongs if it's me, um, and then find out how I can support you um, if it's not me, or even how I can support you if it is me. And we didn't. And then. Uh, we were set to we were set to podcast, but in the middle of that, you know, in the middle of those three weeks, we're looking at houses, we're house shopping, and we're looking for thing, you know, houses to buy and whatnot. And Jeannie and I are just just bumping heads consistently, and we're going to look at houses. <clears throat> I need I'm the kind of guy where I need to talk out loud about things just to talk through uh, where I'm at. And just, I don't know, run situational type things and, and talk myself into the understanding of what's good about this and what's not. I just need the opportunity to talk through it so I know what I'm looking at. Um, and then, you know, we with us not being on the same page, it just really, really further uh, frustrated our relationship and where we were. And like we said, we were talking about seven or eight or nine or ten other different things going on in our life, some of which are day-to-day and just don't change, even though they're difficult, and some of which were just big, brand-new 
situations that we're trying to work through. Um, so with that, you know, we're supposed to, we're supposed to be, you know, doing a podcast last week and just, you know, I know that something is off. And so I wanted to sit and talk with Jeannie about it. And so we, I think we had quite a discussion about what it was that was, uh, that was going on. Well, we had the blow up first going to look at houses the night before. Yeah. And then the next day it was like, okay, we need to talk this through. Yeah. So we're not always smart enough to catch before the blow up happens either. It's everybody does it. Unfortunately, we have all the tools. We don't always take the tools out of the box and sometimes crap happens and we blow up. So, yeah. I mean, sometimes, sometimes you're so busy, you know, you're using a butter knife as a screwdriver and you screw things up. Mm. I mean, it works sometimes and sometimes it doesn't. And people get hurt. So, um, we had to, we really had some things that we needed to talk about because I got, I got to the point where I realized going through the, through the home buying process that I had some resentment, um, built up towards Jeannie. And it's been a very, very, very long time, um, since we worked through, I mean, it was in the beginning of this situation. I There was some resentment. Actually, we both had loads of resentment in the beginning of this. So that was what was dictating my attitude in a couple of these places. Um, and and really, it was... It seems to me like it, it really just didn't come up um, until we started talking about this cruise thing. I don't even know why... I don't know. I don't I don't get I don't fully understand that. Don't know if I will. Um but there was obviously a bigger issue there. And we certainly had to talk through what it was that was going on, so we did. So what what are what are your thoughts as far as the conversation that we had and and where we were? What do you mean? What did you think about the discussion we had? And and what were what were some of your takeaways from it? Um, I don't know. I mean, we screwed up. We didn't call things when things were going off, and we knew. We just kind of kept going through the motions. Um, we are not on the same page with a lot of stuff at the moment because things that are a concern for me are maybe not necessarily priority on your plate at the moment, and vice versa, um, which. That causes communication issues all the time. Um, you know, buying the house was, and I'm sure it's not going to get any easier until everything is signed, sealed, and done. But buying a house is very stressful. Uh, there was, there was just, I don't know. the The resentment thing came up, and I see a lot of what I do through that filter now. It is what it is. Um, oh. I just squashed it. We talked it out. I squashed it. What does squashing it mean? Mm. You apologize and you mean it, but I don't think it's done. Not done for you? Mm. No. That's a hard one to swallow. 
That yeah. was the very first Rita conversation. And we're back to it again. How many years later? Okay. So. Now I second guess a lot of stuff. Buying the house. That's why I told you that night I was kind of at the place where, fuck it, just go buy a house. I'll live in it. I'll make it work. Just go buy a house. Because anything that I said was coming out as I'm being selfish. So go buy a house. That one's going to take a little while to work through. Okay. I mean, that's fair. I, for for me, I realized, I just realized the the error of my ways and that I wasn't, I think, I think deeply it was a, it was a deep-seated miscommunication and a product of us not communicating like we should have since December. Yeah, but there's still... I'm not mad at you for it. That's that's not, I'm not holding anything against you. I'm tracking stuff now. Like, there's a lot of reasons for you to feel that way. We argue about money a lot, and it's usually my spending habits. So, when we have arguments about you working so hard and saving so much money and doing all these things, and then I go and screw it up, I'm selfish. asking for things when I know it would be hard for us to do it. Not because I, I absolutely have to have it, but it's something that I want to do or it's something that we want to experience. Am I being selfish? Because I'm asking you to do these things and you're frustrated because we can't get there and it falls back to me. It's not whether or not you meant what you said. It's what's true in it. You wouldn't say it even pissed. You don't say something unless you mean it. You're somebody who is intentional about what you say. Even when you're pissed, you think through the right thing to say and how to say it in almost every instance. So there's truth to it. Even for you to say how unselfish I am in other things, it won't take that away. There's truth to it. Now I got to figure out what that means on my side. That's news to me. What is? That the side that you're working through, um, that side you just said you're working through. Not It's not news to me that I'm intentional about what I say. Um, because I, like I, it's kind of like I told Josh and maybe this is the only way I think I can in this. I'm not saying you're an idiot or a moron right now. I'm using this as an example. I can think you're a moron on a particular topic, Josh, or an idiot, but not think you're an idiot. So it's like, I don't think you're selfish about, I don't think you're a selfish human being. I don't see you. I don't look at you and say, Oh, there's Jeannie, my selfish wife. <clears throat> and that that's the God's honest truth. I don't. Um, how much of that was just resentment because I want to, like, I feel like I'm willing, like I'm willing 
to try just about, I can't think of something I haven't tried or been willing to try that you've wanted to do. Um, it's not a lot. I mean, we're not talking about a lot. I, not, you're not saying you want to go dive out of a helicopter or something of that nature. Um, but instead of, instead of really getting to the bottom of it, I'm making some assumptions here. Um, I'm making some assumptions here as I'm building resentment. And is it me just not getting my way that I'm like frustrated or irritated about it? Um, or is it like, if I'm willing to try these things you want to try, how can we not just not have, you know, a conversation about the thing that I want to try? Uh, Cause we're on the same page in a lot of these, a lot of the things we, that we like to do, you know, sports, sports wise and whatever. So I'm kind of, I'm a, I've been, Sorry. I'm kind of, it's all right. <laughs> I, I understand you got to blow your nose. I, I'm stumbling a little bit because I didn't expect, I didn't expect Well, we you. haven't had another conversation since the one that we had. We had that conversation last weekend and two days later, our kid ended up in the hospital. So, and then we had the other situation the other night with crap. So we haven't talked about it. Ta-da. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, I, it, it kills me to see you in pain. Um, it, it murders me. Um, it's, it's not about, I'm not trying to, I know, I know, but it's not, it's not all on you. There's got to be a pattern that brought that up. Now I got to go through the pattern and figure out what it is. Because if it's something that I'm doing, I need to fix it. I don't feel... I don't feel selfish when I spend money, but I feel like shit when I do it because I'm always worried you're going to be pissed after I do it, but I still do it. Um, when the grocery bill goes over, I used to freak out at the cashier playing conversation in my head because you're going to be pissed, but I could not figure out a way to fix it. You fixed it. Kind of. I still screw it up here and there, but not near as bad as it was. But I have to go back and look at the first time we had this conversation. You wanted to move to Alabama. I thought I could. And I figured out I didn't work there. So I couldn't do that. I wouldn't be me if we had done that. Um... We worked through all of that, but I don't know. I don't, I don't see the same side as you do because we did the shirt company. I didn't want to do that. I wanted nothing to do with that. And I told you that, Mm -hmm. but I supported it. We did the music thing with you and Chris in the beginning of our marriage. I didn't want to do that. I wanted nothing to do with it. You were gone and I was just trailing behind. We did it. We were pregnant with Hunter. You were doing the the theater thing. I hated it. I'm freaking pregnant. 
and you were doing it. Mm-hmm. I supported it. I didn't like it. You knew I didn't like it, but I still supported it. So to say that when you want to do something or there's things you want to try and I'm not willing or if I don't like it, we just don't do it is inaccurate. I did it for the first 10 years of our marriage. I didn't want you coaching football. You coached football and I supported it. I just didn't show up to the games because I didn't like it. The first 10 years that you had all these ideas that we were trying to make work, I supported it. I didn't do it quietly, but I supported it. I loaned you to everybody else for 10 years. So that's kind of where it struck. It's like, that's not fair. It's not an accurate statement. Now, it's something that it's you and I going to do it. Yeah, I want to go to a hockey game or I want to go experience something with just you and me. Mm -hmm. Okay. There have been a few of those that we were like, "Mm, if one of us doesn't like it, we don't do it. We're that way in pretty much anything. Business deals, podcasting, whatever. If the other one doesn't agree with it or doesn't feel comfortable with it, we usually just put it off to the side and we come back to it later and say, okay, let's revisit this conversation. For whatever reason, whatever was happening, something struck that chord. Something I did prior to that brought up the resentment. Or you wouldn't have struck that hard. You are very controlled when you argue with me, when you're upset with me. You That nice guy book has you to a freaking T. I could read through certain ones and go, this has changed, this is not. He changed it in this area, he did not change. I mean, I could pinpoint every single one. I thought, God, this book was written for you. And I've only read the first two chapters. But you're very calculated in how you deal with people and how you respond. So something I did set that off before you got mad at me, before you zinged me. So that's where my my headspace is. What the hell have I been doing? Not because I'm looking for the problem. I'm looking to see what my pattern is. There's got to be something that I'm doing that is setting this off or feeding it underneath. What is it? Yeah, and I, I think we talked about that. And I don't, look, everything you said about, you know, the first 10 years, I won't dispute that. I, you, you, you say you supported it. I would, I would push back on some of those things because you didn't, um, you didn't support it in the sense that you were for it, you agreed with it, and you encouraged me to do it. You supported in the sense of, like you said, loaning me out to other people. And I shouldn't have been doing all that stuff. I mean, there's no question. I shouldn't have been doing it. Um, and I, I, was, I was wrong to continue to do it. There's no reason I should have done that play when Hunter was born. I was an idiot. You know, that's, I, know I know where I got that from. Mm-hmm. You know, and so... Those things were wrong, and uh, and I I'm not gonna dispute you, you know, on that 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 they were wrong. I know, you know, there were some very hurtful things you said about those things that I was doing that I felt were right, um, but it was how you felt, so you said it, and you know it it 
kind of was what it was. Um, but it also brought you to changing the behavior. That That's where I'm at. You felt what you felt. Now I got to figure out what the pattern is, what the behavior is, so I can figure out how to change that because something I'm doing is causing you to feel that way. Yeah, well, we, we, talked, we talked through the three things that night. I don't know if you recall that. We do, but I don't think that's it. Okay. For you to hold resentment, resentment wouldn't hit you over something just once or twice. How do you, how do you think if it's if it's once or twice about a because few different you topics? You stuff stuff. You stuff stuff. People can treat you like shit and you will push it back and not say anything. You will not bow up, you will not push back because what's the point? If I tell you how I feel, it doesn't matter. You're going to feel how you feel and you're allowed to do that. I'm going to feel how I feel. There's no point in arguing. There's no point in a conflict. Just let it go so nobody else gets hurt. And then you sit on the hurt and you hold it. Well, I, I, I can agree with that. Um, I can agree with that in pieces because there are people who are just not worth. I'm not one of those people. I know. That's what I'm saying. I know. And so what I told you, <clears throat> what I told you, um, it's all, it's all true, um, I'm, so I'm just I'm just trying to reflect right now. Um, I don't see I don't see anything outside of of those three things um, that we discussed that I kind of worked <clears throat> when we were talking is when I started to work through what is this really because I can I can look and say. Um, you know, I really, I, obviously I thought you were being selfish on this particular topic. I don't think you're a selfish human being. Mm-hmm. You're a very selfless human being in many, 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 many ways. But as far as the money, um, and then like the, uh, the Oklahoma thing was a nothing burger. But it, it, like if you, if we're trying to talk about stuff <coughs> and you know that I like, when we, like you say, we went through this with Rita. Sometimes I just need to talk about it and go all the way up. And then as we talk more about it, reality, you know, it's like the parachute effect. Come back down. Okay, your feet are on the ground. Okay, well, yeah, that's that's why this is not a good idea. Um, I, I still need those exercises. Yeah. <clears throat> and... When I'm just trying to talk to you about something and you immediately shut it down, yeah, it... it oh, we weren't in the same headspace. <laughs> I'm still trying to work through all the shit sitting right in front of us and what we're doing in the moment and the kid leaving and, yeah, you know, the the kid in the car and the broken heart and, you know, these things going on and trying to figure out... We had just talked about looking for a house and moving here to Texas and we were getting ready to start planning to look for a house. And then we started talking about Oklahoma and it was like a 360 moment of, okay, so do I look in Texas or do I look in Oklahoma? Because I don't know what the hell we're doing right now. And then both of us came to the conclusion that Oklahoma may not be a good idea just because every time shit weather hits Texas, Oklahoma gets it. (laughs) But that's, 
my thoughts were nowhere near, hey, let's go on a cruise. So it just caught me. I was just like, yeah, that's, that's why I said it's not even a thought right now. Like, I, I'm not even thinking about a weekend away yet. And we just had one. Like, I'm not, I'm just not there. I came home from the weekend away and got hit by a ton of bricks with reality of what I'm feeling and what I'm going through because I couldn't pinpoint it. Yeah. So we had that during the week. We had a long conversation. We had Friday, I was reading something and something hit me really well. And it was like one thing after another. So I told you, I just had a bunch of aha moments. And you said you couldn't wait to hear them, which never happened. And it's been, what, two weeks now? We were supposed to go to breakfast. I asked you to breakfast to go with me. You totally missed the cue. We ended up taking kids with us, so the conversation ended up being about the kid in college. Um, I, In all fairness, you did ask if I wanted us to go by ourselves. I did say yes, but we had kids in the car, so it wasn't polite for me to say, so let's go dump the kids off with both of them sitting right behind me listening to the conversation. Um, you know, plus a hunter needed dad time, and you were you needed to do that, so we did that. But then we went on this trip, and it was like, Things are just not right Mm -hmm. with me. I am not right. So when that came up, it was just like, dude, that's not even a thought for me right now. I'm not, not even interested at all. Had I known you were just random thoughts and this is just something that we wanted to discuss and, you know, consider if we wanted to go on a cruise, where would we want to go? What we want? I could have easily switched and said, okay, I can go to the clouds for a few minutes. That's not a big deal. But you didn't know where I was mentally and emotionally. I had no clue where the hell this conversation came out of because we were just talking about moving and buying a house. And then, you know, we were talking about moving to Oklahoma and all this stuff with your friends and, and why we left California and what we like and dislike here. And all of a sudden it was like, hey, let's go on a cruise. And it's like, what what the hell, dude? Where- well, in, in, in all reality... I made it clear more than one time that I wasn't talking about this year. I was talking about the future. Like, I don't want to do this right away, but this is something I want to do. I yeah, want but to that talk was after you it. got upset. I know. That's after, that's what I'm saying. I said, hey, uh, you know, I want to talk about a cruise or whatever. And you're like, it's it's not even a thought to me. Uh, I have no interest. It's like, well, I, I don't. I'm not saying we need to go this year. I I know this for a fact. I'm saying, I'm not saying we need to go this year. We had talked to Josh and Melly. We were going to talk about going on a cruise. I, I, I am interested in it. So I want to talk about it. But you missed the part where I said, I'm not saying no. I'm just saying not right now. That came later. That came later. That was not the right away thing. No, but, that was after you blew up. Yeah. And so maybe you were thinking it, but you didn't say it. And so... You know, some of, some of what, and that, I don't even, I mean, that was what, February? I don't know. It's been three or four weeks. Yeah. It was, that was pre our little vacation to Idaho, wasn't it? No. Yeah. No, yeah, it was a week before. It was a week before. Yeah. So I knew something was off in Idaho 
I, I knew that. I could feel it too. But the fact is, is that, you know, as you, as you progress forward, I mean, listen, let me ask you this. If you have a pebble in your shoe, it's small, but it kind of affects how you're walking and what you're doing. It doesn't have to be a boulder. It doesn't have to be a bunch of pebbles. It can be one pebble. And so, for whatever reason, the cruise situation, as stupid as it is, kind of held hands with the Oklahoma situation. Because I don't want to move to Oklahoma. I wanted to talk about it just to explore the thought. But we were talking about it. I know, but maybe you don't recall shutting me down like pretty consistently the first couple times I was just talking about it. Well, yeah, the first couple times you mentioned it was right about the time that Ash was telling us that she was going to leave. Well, it was it was before that too. But I mean, we had, we, we just got here. I know. <laughs> so my brain is not uh, I'm not a forward thinker like you where I can go 5 years down the line and say, "Okay, let's look at 5 years down the line, maybe Oklahoma's a choice." I I just we had so much going on. I just can't see that far ahead. I understand. But in the moment, in the moment, again, I'm saying, not now, maybe for our forever home. We both know the home we're buying right now is not what we plan to be our forever home. So that's the context I'm thinking within. We talked it, you know, four or five years or whatever until we build our forever home. So I'm there, I'm driving through it. I'm looking at it going, my wife would freaking love this, like love this place. So we're always looking for places to adventure, drive, and go and get away, and that's the mindset that I'm in. You're at home, and you're in this mindset. Shitville, yeah. So I understand that right there. But again, it's like it, it is that, that situation of, well, I'm not interested, so I don't, I don't want to deal with it. It's like, come on. I just want to talk about this. And then, you know, you add in the mix of the house where we're not on the same page. And you're looking at things from your point of view, extremely important. I'm looking at things from my point of view, extremely important. And I'd asked a couple of times, I said, let's please sit down and go over like the pros and cons of what we're looking for so we can get on the same page. I don't know if you recall that. I do recall it, but I also recall you telling me after the realtor had been bugging us about the other house of you're going to call me and we're going to talk these things through about the house. And then you would call me and then you had to hang up because you had a work call. And then you would call me and then you have to hang up because you had a work call. We never got through the process of the conversation. I know. I know. And and this is even before that where I wanted us to sit and talk together and just go over. So when we go out, we know what mm-hmm. we're looking at. Like you say, we didn't get to it. Obviously, there's a pattern for us right mm-hmm. now that we need to we need to step back and say, this is an issue. So. When you get to the point where you're trying to buy a house and the, the only houses that are perfect are the ones that you can't afford, sometimes you look at yourself, you know, as the one who is making money for the house and say, man, you suck. You're not good enough to give your family what you need. You're not enough again, dude. So what is your problem? Um... And that's not a fair thing to say for me to say to me. Um, and I don't, you know, I don't, so 
that those things kind of those lines bleed together. Um, and then you get to the point where it's like, am I going to be able to provide something for this woman that's good enough? Because right now, I don't see it. So how do we get there? And you know, then you know, we talk. We we we're talking about if you add in the piece that we hadn't even discussed yet, which is about how you're feeling when I travel at work, you know, when I have to go and, mm-hmm. and travel for work and whatnot. And I'm hearing a lot about how it, how it makes you feel or how you feel about it. But I didn't hear, I didn't hear at all, you know, there was no asking me, well, how does this affect you? But it wasn't, I told you it wasn't about you being gone. That's not why I feel the way I feel. It's not your job. I I understand. So it's, no, it sounds like you're taking it that way. And that's not how I meant it at all. It's not about you being gone and traveling for work. It's us being here. Mm -hmm. I knew we would be on our own. I just didn't know how that would impact me. Because in Lancaster, I felt like I was on my own too. But I wasn't. I had other people around when we had things going on or if I needed things or if I wanted to just, if I was having a shit day, I just drove across town and went to Melissa's house. I had that availability. I don't have that here. And it started hitting me when all that stuff was going on with Ash because I got nowhere to go. Yeah. I got, I got nowhere to get this out. And I can't sit here and do it because these freaking walls, they hear everything we talk about. Mm -hmm. And they're really paying attention. (laughs) And if they're not, they're listening to the podcast, so they're finding it out anyway. And it's like, I just need something that's my own where I can go and get it out. I know. but we, It's not your job. We had, that, we had that long discussion that night, and it had just come up that, you know, while I am working and love the people I work with, you know, mm-hmm. and it's my heart to help and build them, you know, I'm... I'm still out there without you and without the family. And so. But you're around people and you're doing something you love. That's true. That's the difference. It's the, is it a difference though? Because there's still a cost. Yeah. There's still there. And I'm not trying to pull the poor me card, but there is still a cost on my side. Because the place I want to be, you know, a couple times a week, I I can't, and I do, and I do drive, and I do travel, and it's me. So I'm out there without you too. And um. So anyway, all walking down this road, those things affected that situation because we had been talking about downsizing and having to make sacrifices but the houses we looked at and you liked were not a downsize um financially so there wasn't the sacrifice that i was looking for and it was it was frustrating to me and then to feel like i it's like dang man as hard as i work and as much as i've done i still can't I'm still in a place where I can't provide what we need and it bothers me. You know, and somebody had said, somebody had said to me, um, well, you know, you're the only one working, you, you make the money. So 
just make the decision. I said, I said, hold on a minute. I said, because Jeannie does what she does affords me the ability to work. If it wasn't, if it wasn't for what she did for our family, I couldn't do this. So stop right there. This is our money. It's, it's ours. I don't look at it as, you know, I just don't look at it like, well, I make the money. It's my money. It's like, no. Otherwise, I mean, if we're both working, then my career changes a lot because it's very limited. And then you go to work. It's not, this doesn't happen without you. We both, we both depend on each other for what we're doing. And then there's another side of it where I'm at a, I'm at a point now too, where it's like either you believe God supplies your needs like you, I, I need to get out there and work and do my absolute best every day. That is what I will do. That's my part. But either God's going to supply my needs. I need to come to that place or I feel like I'm just going to be a fraud because I am a man of faith. I've got to come. I've got to face this fear of money. And yes, you and I are involved heavily in that situation so it's the let's just talk about oklahoma let's just exercise the clouds let's just talk about a cruise i don't want to go right now i want to plan on it i want to talk through this with you let's talk about the house and this is not all on you i'm not pushing it over on you i'm saying this is what led up to these to this, these situations. And then, you know, it pained me to hear that you're lonely. And I thought, well, shoot, I'm lonely, but I don't know if she's considering that I'm lonely too when I'm out, you know, laying in, in the hotel. I mean, from the outside looking in, it's like, dude, it's great. You get to be in a hotel. It's quiet. You can lay down and you can sleep. But I'm laying there thinking, this is not fair to my wife because I know what she's doing at home. So there's so I'm working through the guilt of laying in a sometimes quiet hotel room because those walls are pretty thin too. Um, and so it's like those are the things that coalesced. And I did feel like you were being selfish about the cruise situation. It's like I don't, I don't get why you're being so selfish about this. I didn't say it like that. I said it differently. Um, but those are the things that came together. And I told you too. I said it was a, it was an emotional. Because I am very calculated with what I say. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes circumstances, life, and pressure cause you to blurt things out that you haven't processed. Or you're being emotional about. Because even, whether it's the house or the cruise situation, whatever... I take a step back and I really take myself to task over those things and say, okay, well, if Jeannie's selfish, she does this. Is that selfish? She does this. Is that selfish? She does this. Is that selfish? So is she a selfish person? And so I I continually, hopefully nobody tries to have me committed to an insane asylum, but I will continually take my word and test it against what I know reality is. I think there is something there. I think there's probably a pattern of something there. Um, I don't know that it's 
intentional selfishness self selfishness i don't think that's it but there is a real there is a real situation that comes along with the trouble we've had with money there is a there's a situation there that needs to be addressed so maybe that did play part of it and i'm not going to that's one thing that we both talked that we're not going to talk about our finances out loud on the microphone and whatnot. But there's been there's been some big, heavy blows in that area. Mm. And I feel like I'm trying to stretch. I'm trying to stretch this for us all. And then we have a budget and we have a plan because we have future plans. And then that just gets violated. Not a little but it gets violated. So I don't know. I'm, I took my thoughts and my outburst and I, I basically took it to reality and said, okay, it's not exactly the way that I see it. And so we need to talk about these things. That's what, that's what brought this conversation up. I knew, I knew something was off. Obviously, you knew something was off. Who's going to say it first? Who's going to say, who's going to talk about the elephant in the room first? So I don't know. I don't know at what point you were going to bring anything up. That was breakfast. Okay. Well, I thought breakfast was about aha moments, but maybe it was about. It was. That was part of it okay and that's another thing that we discussed in this whole hurtful conversation um is that sometimes we'll cut off our own nose to spite our face and what does that mean that means Jeannie in that moment where she's like you want to go to breakfast with me yeah should we take the kids because I'm you know I've got these things I'm thinking about you know they're here I should we talked to it was good for us to take Hunter to breakfast, you know, instead of just saying yes and dealing with it because maybe it is the right thing to do, but it's the wrong time. She needs to say, I need, I've got some things I want to talk to you about so that I understand. And I'm going to say, okay, guys, we're going to take you home. We're going to go to breakfast. You know, conversely, the same thing with me. If I'm expecting her, like she was taking one of the girls to work one day. She didn't have her alarm set for the time. I thought she should have her alarm set for. So I assumed that that meant she wanted me to take one of the girls to work on a day where I'm. it's my only day to sleep in. And so I get up hastily, grumpy, and I'm changing. And she says, and her alarm goes off, and she says, you want me to take her to work? And I'm like, no, I'll do it. Um, I'll just fine. I'll just do it, um, you know. Because I didn't even think I heard your alarm go off. Instead, I should have said, you know what, honey? Yes, please do. So I can go lay back down and go to sleep. But I won't do it. Or if sometimes, you know, the family forgets um, to include me in the dinner plans. And I'm like, nobody thought about me for dinner? And I get all whiny and emotional about it. And it's like, never mind. I just won't eat. When they're there to say, oh, crap. 
we forgot, but we can put something together for you. I'll just do it, and I'll suffer, and I'll, I'm a martyr now about suffer, about stupid things. It's a stupid thing we do that we shouldn't do, or we should just not assume that the other person knows what we're trying to do and just communicate it more clearly. Especially when there's so much going on. Yeah, and had I handled the cruise or the Oklahoma talks differently or had Jeannie identified where she was and why she couldn't talk about it and said we could talk about it later, shoulda, woulda, coulda on both sides would have made it so much better. But we didn't because we were distracted by the loudest, by the hottest fires going on in our life. We were distracted because we were still talking about each of those things and Mm -hmm. checking in. You know, we were still doing that, but we forgot about us. We didn't actually forget about us. We put us on the back burner to deal with these fires that were blazing hot, not understanding that we needed to take a break from those and that we needed to talk about it. Because there's a there's a brilliant question. If I'm calling you selfish, okay, well, what does that look like? We didn't do that. We both actually went back to our corner to wait for the bell to ring again uh, so we could come out and fight for the next round. And then we just didn't talk to each other. And I, I boiled on the way home as I thought through these things, and I'm going, yeah, I don't think it's, I don't think this is the way you see it, buddy. Um, but then we didn't really, we didn't talk about it because you were hurt and I was hurt and you we were angry. We came home and our kid was heartbroken. Yeah. <laughs> our daughter decided to, you know, have her own moment on the way home and tell her friend that they were only ever going to be friends, you know, for now and so it was a it was just a it was a tough situation and I definitely didn't make it better and uh, I'm sure Jeannie and I both could have made it better and we could have figured out a way to handle it more appropriately but there's some awareness now on both of our sides would you say? Mm-hmm. So now, now the goal, you tell me what your goal is. The goal is to identify what reality actually is. And then if there is issues, like if there is that situation or another situation going on, how do we handle it? And how do we move forward? If it doesn't match up or it doesn't line up, then how do we resolve it from there? What do you want to say? Nothing. Nothing? Mm-mm. Where do you think we go from here, like from this particular conversation? How do we, how do we move? How are we going to move through it? I don't know because, we, like I said, we have so many things going on. Emotionally, I'm all over the place. I mean, I've been fighting myself for two days not to choke somebody out for something that I really don't have to get involved in, but I really want to, you know, on top of our conversation and figuring out what patterns there are that keep bringing this stuff up on top of trying to help kids navigate the end of the year and, oh my God, I'm going to be a senior Mm -hmm. while I'm trying to navigate, oh my God, they're going to be seniors. Yeah. 
I mean, our baby just put on a gown last night and I think half my heart tried to run away from me because we can, we don't want to deal with her growing up yet. That's three years in the making and I'm like, nah, just stay in your three years and get the fuck out of my lane. I am not ready for that because she's one that's going to leave as soon as, you know, the door's open, so... Yeah, it's, and not not in a negative way. No, she she has a life plan and she has things she wants to do, and I'm more than proud of her for that. But it's gonna hurt. So, I don't know. And then trying to figure out the house, you know, it's like cool, we got a house. Oh shit, we got to move. <laughs> you know, there's just there's so much, and it's so funny because just talking to our realtor the other night. And Quincy and I went over this. It proves how differently y'all think. Because I floored him when I told him. I'm walking through the house and I'm talking to myself. And I'm like, okay, so <clears throat> this house that we're buying. Um, well, we were in a house that we weren't going to buy. We wanted to, but we weren't. We, we ended up with something different. But as I'm walking through it, I'm like, okay, so we got to put some kind of gate or a door here. Um, we're going to need to have her special door here. We're going to need to have something in the bathroom because the bathtub is smaller. I mean, I'm, I'm playing through these things in my head as we're walking around. And then I'm looking at like cutoff points. If she tries to bolt out the door, all these things. And Chuck is like, what you said something in your text where you said you think differently when you're buying a house and he does. So walk me through this. And I'm like, okay, well I have Hunter and Kirsten all day long and I no longer have help because all my girls are in school or all at work at the same time now because Ash's schedule used to be evenings. So like she had the mid shift from four to eight. So I had kids in school until four 30. I'd take Ash to work and then I would have a couple of people here at four 30 and then I'd have the other shift that goes out in the evening and I go and I pick them up late at night. But I always had a swing because Ashlyn was here in the morning. So if I had anything that had to be done, doctor's appointments, cars, whatever, I could do it. And so I'm trying to explain to him my caution level has changed because now it is me and these two monkeys. You have Super Ninja and, oh, this looks like a great idea. Let me just go do that in the same room at the same time. So while we're walking through the house, I'm telling him, you know, y'all are looking at the cost points, the four bedrooms, the what could be made into a room, what work could be done while I'm thinking... What are my safety points? What are my emergency exits? What are the things I have to keep her out of? What can she destroy? What's going to hurt her? And I'm also trying to think of where are we going to put your office? Because if you don't have a home office, you don't stay home. And that was a huge part of the agreement when we took on this new job was you wanted to be home more. That's why you wanted in this position so badly. And so, and it wasn't because he wants to be home and screw <clears throat> around, but even if you're home and working it just does something to the atmosphere for those two people because you're here mm -hmm. and if he wants to come and you know Bubba's big thing right now is can I just go sit at the table and have a cup of coffee with dad it, you're not even doing anything you're still working he just wants to be in the vicinity or sit in the chair and he can watch sports while you work he just needs to know that you're around that's been working really well so when we started looking around I'm like you know I, I'm not willing to sacrifice the office because then you can't be home and certain layouts, you know, he'd be like, well, you could have your room here and the office could be in here. 
you know, that's where it's at now, but the kids are, and I'm like, no, because we're on the same floor. You can't put the kids in the office on the same floor. Yeah. This, you all hear it in the background of the podcast from time to time, the banging on the door and the screaming and what you can't have that when you're, I mean, on the podcast, this is our life. You're already invaded into it. So, Hey, come on in. You can hear everything, but work is a different scenario. Yeah. And so I was trying to talk through those things and Chuck just turned around and was like, Oh, like completely different thought process because he was thinking efficiency on utilities, efficiency on the price, how much we have to put down, what kind of square footage we need, what kind of downsizing. Like he was on the same track you were, which it's not that I'm not on that track. I understand we have to to do things different. We are actually downsizing by about 500 square feet, but it's still... He, and once I told him that, when we started looking at the houses after that, he would start asking me questions. Well, okay, so how do you see this working for Kirsten? And that would get my mind going, okay, well, let's look at this. Let's look at, how does this work for an office? Or he would go in and he'd be like, this one has an office space. You know, like he knew what I was looking for now, so it was a little easier for me to relax. But when that house kept coming up, I was ready to choke the life out of both y'all. And I know he was just doing it because it was a cheaper option, supposedly. And, you know, they were willing to do the work, but it was just like, I'm, I'm done. Well, there again, it's not, it's not cheaper and we're, we're downsizing in house, but we're not downsizing in payment. No, we're not. And, <clears throat> and that was kind of like, that's kind of where we're having to make the compromise in this one because the money is not where it needs to be, but it is where we can make it work. We just have to pull a few things tighter. And I think with you helping with the groceries and whatnot, we've managed to do that and some changes that you've made for um, income source has helped with that as well. But we did downsize the house by like a garage size room. Yeah, that's not the downsize that I was intending. I, I understand. <laughs> I understand. But <clears throat> it is what it is because that's what, I mean, we came out with, I'm in the same place you are with this whole, do I trust God in this or not? Because I'm at a point where I'm tired of saying, this is what I need. I don't want what I need. What I need ends up being piles of shit in a corner on a table and boxes in rooms and people not having enough space to be able to live with each other and not want to choke the crap out of each other. We could do that whether we have space or not. <clears throat> I think I think it would but, be, I, I, I agree with you, and I think it would be a lot different um, if, if a couple of the kids weren't special needs the way that they oh, are. Oh, absolutely, because then Kirsten could share a room with somebody, yeah. and it would be very different. You know, um, if, if Hunter's compulsive behaviors were better, those things would be way different, but you know, that's the other side is Kirsten gets into everybody's stuff. Yeah. She's always taking things and bring, I mean, she's taken like three or four really important things of Jojo's over the last couple of months and just Destroyed annihilated them. them. Yeah. And it's heartbreaking for her and I can't fix it. These are things that people had like special custom made. Yeah. This is not something I can just say, I'll take you to the store and get you a new one. But as we were looking at houses, I had to think of those things too, because the older girls are frustrated and I'm getting the heat on that here and there. I'm not, it's not really them getting mad at me, but it's like, I'm getting the attitude in the way they're talking to me and the things that are coming up. And it's like, you know, I understand Hannah has to process things because, and I'm explaining that to the other kids. It's change. 
I know we're here and we live here now, but we are moving to another house, which is change, which means her drive to work changes, her routine changes. Give her some breathing room. Mm-hmm. Because this is not just a little thing in her head to say, okay, you get the loft room now instead of the bedroom. Everything about this changes her daily routine. Give her a wide berth and let her... She doesn't go to the clouds. She's got to get through the boulder that she's standing in front of her. And once she gets through it, you know, we'll chip away at it for her. Yeah. She'll be fine. The other one is like, first, she didn't want the loft room. She was pissed because it means no privacy. That also means you can't be on your phone at all hours of the night. You can't be texting whenever the hell you want to. And you can't talk about things the way you're talking about them because we will all hear the conversation now. Um, it's not that I'm trying to take away her privacy, but there is a level of that that I am trying to take away because the things you're doing are not what we taught you and they're not appropriate with our rules. And so I'm making sure that you understand that if you're not going to follow the rules, I'm going to make sure that I know what you're doing because if it's going to affect these other people, you won't be doing them here. And that conversation is, is hard, but I've had to have that with her a couple of times just to say, we didn't ask your sister to leave. We told her these are the rules and this is how we feel. And if you can't abide by it, we're going to have to make some changes. Mm -hmm. That's what spawned her leaving was, oh, I got the go ahead because I don't want to follow the rules. So I'm going to bail. Go do you. I'm not mad at it anymore. I'm not frustrated with it anymore. She's happy. She checks in with me. So we haven't severed the relationship. I'm good. Mm -hmm. Go do you. This one's getting there and it's like, okay, well, you have a different scenario in front of you and you need to know. I gave her the same option. If you want to walk, you walk, you do your thing and we'll be okay with it. It doesn't mean you can't come home. It doesn't mean you can't visit, but this is where we're at. But these are our rules. These are the boundaries. And now you're going to have to start figuring those things out. You know, when she had her emergency the other day and you joked about the ambulance and said, well, she, these are grown up things. So we'll, we'll figure it out. The look on her face like, oh shit, I'm going to have to pay for an ambulance. Well, honey, we ain't going to pay for the whole thing. You had a part to play in this. And it was just like, oh my God, everything you do now is costing you money. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> you know, both of them telling them that they're going to be pitching in with rent and food. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, their response to, well, there's no point in arguing it because it is what it is, made me laugh because it's, like, it's not that we're not saying we can't have a discussion about this. This is what we're asking of you. What are your thoughts? They didn't take it that way. They took it as this is what you're doing, period. And so, you know, the, these are the things that we're, we're sitting in and it's just like, I have so much to process. And all my big ahas of two weeks ago, I, there's, I mean, I'd love to go back and visit them, but right now I'm like, do, do I even have a second to go back and, and I'm trying, but I just don't know that I could take the time to do it. You do. You, you can do it and I can do it and we can do it. Um, I mean, I haven't even touched my book in like three months. Yeah. <laughs> well, you had things going on. That's, so, just, that's just it. <laughs> but now, you know, to quote Jocko, you got to prioritize and execute and really... You know, one of the things I obviously haven't learned the lesson totally, but, you know, you associate the pain of having to do something because you have to do it. But really, you should associate the pain of what happens if I don't do it. And that's where we are now. 
And it's like, yeah, if I go to the gym, man, it's going to be, ugh, I got to get up early. This is not, I'm not talking to you. I'm just making an example. Oh, man, I got to go to the gym. I got to get up early. I'm going to lose some sleep, blah, blah, blah. Okay, well, that's the pain. You're thinking on, you know, what's what's the cost to you right now? Mm-hmm. But if you think in terms of what's the pain going to be if I don't do it, now you've turned it around to say, oh, it's less pain if I get up and do this because the long-term effect of me not doing this has a bigger cost associated with it. And so that's where we are now. Yeah, we don't have time, we don't have time, we don't have time. I mean, I don't... I don't make time, you know, for myself. Um, and when I work and I'm trying to plan to be better than that, you know, having a day, having my office day at home during the week is wonderful because there's no commute. It It's not good that I'll sit down at, you know, before or right around seven o'clock and work until seven o'clock. I mean, there's no driving, there's no stopping, you know, it, uh, <clears throat> but Um, we have to identify what is what, what we need to talk about, what are the things we have control over that we can affect, and those are the things that we need to prioritize. When it comes to our relationship, if we don't prioritize it, we're going to have another Oklahoma moment. It's going to happen. It's a matter of time. It's going to build up. It's what it's going to do. We've proven it. Because it happens. It just happens. So if if we don't get the lesson now and say, okay, let's reprioritize what it is we're doing. Um, usually my travel for work is during the middle of the week. So, you know, how do we how do we utilize that time to help us? There's nothing like talking face to face and sitting and you know. Touching, holding hands, whatever. But we need to re we need to reprioritize what matters the most, what we can affect the most, and handle those things first, as opposed to putting them off because we just don't have the time or we're distracted. Well, we have the lesson right in front of us. I mean, it's here. It's a three or four month lesson. If we don't get better because of that, then it's gonna be wasted. Mm-hmm. And that we don't we don't need to waste it because this year you've got to finish your book. I've got to finish my book. It's time to take the next step. We'll be at a year in a couple of months and we will have accomplished a lot <clears throat> in uprooting a, a 10 person family and moving and leaving behind a substantial income, you know, yeah. that you were making and <clears throat> going on one. We believe this is where God wants us to be. Uh, some of the things we go through, it hurts. But at the same time, it's helping other people when we go through it. And it's not like we're not going through this because God makes us. We go no, through this because we're distracted and we make choices in our relationship, in our life. So if we don't reassociate pain on the other side of the boundary, then it's coming again. And so where we used to get together one night a week, we had a mandatory date night. It's tough to do, but we are going to have to put that in where we just, even if it's for a couple hours, where we just 
eat and talk about us and about what we're going, what we're doing, and then get our family talk started again. Because we haven't had one of those since uh, Ash left. Mm -hmm. So those are the things that are going to reap the most benefit. So we can't leave this podcast and not plan on getting together to talk about all of these things and what we have the ability to affect. Or in six months, we'll find ourselves back in this situation. And I don't want to be there. Because maybe the next time it's not as bad. Or maybe the next time it's worse. Yeah. So, we can't leave this podcast. The Journey podcast, we identified a lot of things together. And then we went and had an Oklahoma moment. <laughs> which that could have been prevented. You know, it could have been prevented. but, But we didn't. Because we were overwhelmed. And some of these things are just life, basic life that everybody before us has gone through. Things our parents have gone through. We have a few things that are something our parents can't relate to because of what what it is we're going through. Mm-hmm. They just, they can't have that. They don't understand that part of it. Case in point with what happened this week. Just don't, people don't understand. But, Let's let's take this lesson and let's run with it and make our situation better because we are getting ready to move and to, to get into a place that we can actually call ours and our home. So it's like great timing. Yeah. You know, and we have the office where I'll be able to, you know, do my admin day. We'll be able to have the podcast equipment set up, it's going to have its own place. It's outside of our room and it's, it's going to make, it's going to be a great upgrade to what we're doing. Not maybe equipment wise, but you know, just as far as real estate wise. So we've got, we've got some things that we need to, we really got to work through, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm, I appreciate you opening up. I didn't know that side of it. So thank you for opening up about it and and talking to me and letting me know so that we can work through it together. Maybe there is a pattern. Maybe you are really selfish in some areas. You're going to look through it. We're going to look through it together. Maybe it really was an emotional situation about that, but it was resentment for whatever reason. Mm. We're going to we're going to find out. We'll figure it out. And then if there are fences that need to be mended, let's mend our fences. Let's let's fix our hearts so that we can move forward. Just move forward from that better. I love you. Yeah, I love you more. Now you're a liar. <laughs> so you're a selfish liar. Everybody knows now. It's out there. Shut up, Dwight. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Uh, What are you going to say? Well, I'm going to say that's it for this 91-minute episode of Man vs. Marriage. It's supposed to be a short talk about hurtful words. And, boy, did it it turn into something else. And uh, I think I'm all podcasted out for the day. It's about all I can handle for the day. And uh, 
with that, any anything you want to say? No. We drained it. Okay. My brain is on stop. Okay. Then we'll leave it there. She is my lovely wife, a selfish liar, because she does not love me more than I love her. You're neither of those. I'm kidding. I almost called you a four-letter word. <laughs> I almost did it. I almost did it. <laughs> is it one of those words that pisses me off? Uh, well, no, I wouldn't use that one, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm I'm pretty sure if Double G's listening to it, he knows exactly what I was about to say. But yeah, probably so. We'll leave that there. Anyway, she's not a selfish liar, and uh, and he's not the four-letter word. He's not. I don't know what that four-letter word is. <laughs> I kind of kind of thinking. Da, da, da. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I I love you. Um, me too. All right, that's it. She's Jeannie, and I'm Quincy. And this is Man vs. Marriage, the podcast. <laughs>